With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. We'll get into that conversation. Mr. Fezzik, our next guest, got a standing ovation there at the D Circus Sports when he walked in. You love to see it. A man that's been a legend there in Vegas for many years. Professional handicapper Steve Fezzik, pregame.com, at Fezzik Sports, two Zs and a K on Twitter, two-time Super Contest winner. It's great to see our friend Steve. He was under the weather for a few weeks, but he is back and ready to go looks good as ever looks healthy we got you back we do have first pitch at the bank there in philadelphia game six nola v merrill kelly coming up in about six minutes boys i'm all shaw dustin sweetelson i'm patrick maher i I know there's a baseball conversation fez that you want to get to before we do do you mr shaw or you mr sweetelson have a play you wanted to give out quickly on this baseball game coming up in philly yeah i like the phillies on the run line here today i like the way uh aaron nola's pitched in this postseason i think zach gallon could be in some trouble here excuse me merrill kelly I i like the Phillies to close it out here today. Big guy. It's been no secret that uh, I have a lot of tickets on the Texas Rangers to win it all. I also have 80 to 1, 34 to 1, and 20 to 1 on the Diamondbacks with a, uh, I believe, a 12 or 13 to 1 ticket on the Phillies. So I'm going to get my tickets paid for with the Diamondbacks, and I went money line on the Phillies at minus 190. If it hits tonight, it covers all my Diamondbacks money, and I'll do the same tomorrow because the Diamondbacks ticket is worth a lot more than I'm laying the next two days potentially. Beautiful. And Mr. Fezzik, oh, nice to see you. Already, How are you? He's already looking forward to game seven. You got to love that. I am good. You know, my gut says the Phillies do win tonight, though, but I did not bet it. There was a broader, as we were coming back from break, there was a broader baseball conversation that you wanted to implement here. Let's get into that. So I've got a friend who is a ticket broker in a faraway place. And he is going to make, I don't know how he's got all these tickets, but apparently demand was huge in Texas for the World Series. Makes sense. But not in Houston where they're spoiled. So he needs Houston to make the World Series desperately. So he's contracted with me and I am getting him down Mattress Max style. Betting Houston, trying to get him the best numbers physically possible. And what's interesting, I feel it's a little bit like being a mutual fund, where if you if you if you're not cool and you buy too fast, you're gonna write, the price is gonna go up. So I've been nibbling on Houston minus one eighteen, minus one twenty, minus one twenty two, trying to get the very best price as the day has progressed because I have to get a big bet in for my my buddy here. Beautiful. And of course, Texas Scherzer on the bump for the Rangers. A game seven tonight. Houston uh, is going to throw Javier right now. Amal Dustin, Javier, and of course, Mr. Fezzik, $1.30. And coming back the other way, Scherzer plus 110. Uh, Javier has been outstanding in this postseason. And you've mentioned it earlier, Patrick, surprising that the number is as short as it is. Uh, to me, when you look at Max Scherzer, it's more of a name than anything else. If it was any other pitcher named Bob Smith and he'd performed the way Max Scherzer has down the stretch, you'd be like, how is Houston not minus 175 or 160 or something, 150 in a spot like this, just based on the way Javier's pitched, the experience of that team and where they've been? 
You know, I do want to address how important it is to get the very best of the numbers. So I'm just going to throw this out. People could agree by a few cents. So the no-vig number on this game should probably be like Houston minus 122, uh, Texas plus 122. So if we had a casino, we didn't charge any vig. All right. So think about this. In terms of if you bet Texas, you're not getting 122, you're getting 110 on a 20-cent line. If you're betting Houston, you're not getting minus 122, you're getting minus 130. You see where I'm going. On a game of this magnitude where there's so much money being bet, if you think you can win getting seven cents the worst of the number with the no vig number, you are delusional beyond delusional. So getting the very best of the number, critical to success in sports betting. Yes, sir. And we were all discussing that total big guy a little bit earlier. Game seven, a little under 90 action for you. Uh, not number nine, I should say for <laughs> Definitely you. Definitely 90. Uh, I, I think I'm going to end up going with that <laughs> under nine. Look, Christian Javier, career in the postseason, he's been there a lot. I know someone was at a, as a reliever for Houston. 208 lifetime in the playoffs, man. This guy steps up when it matters. And on the other side for Texas, the only fear you have with that total is that Scherzer gets bombed. But it's game seven with a chance to go to the World Series. We're going to see Montgomery. We're going to see Gray. They're going to throw every live arm they can to get to the World Series and worry about who starts game one, which, by the way, is Friday tomorrow. Beautiful. Fez, what I want to do, because it looks like my man has been saving up some conversation topics because you sent us over just a plethora of talking points so we can get to Monday Night Football, which we haven't really discussed. Of course, it's seven tonight, San Francisco dealing with injuries at Minnesota. Minnesota, obviously a desperate team sitting two and four. We can discuss that coming up in just a bit. But why don't we just go chronologically here and have some fun with some talking points from a professional handicapper? And we'll start with number one, and that is the death of teaser. Go ahead and jump on that. Oh, my goodness. Don't blame me. I didn't kill them. But um, teasers are done. So in Vegas, the very last place in Vegas that allowed you to play a six point teaser minus 120 Caesars Palace, Caesars Harris, William Hill now minus 125. So if you want to play, if we will go back in our time machine like 20 years, you could play six point teasers at minus 100. Some would call that even money and would say I'm a total square ball to say minus 100. Then they became minus 110 then minus 120, and I was cool, even up to minus 120 playing Wong teasers. I'm out, Patrick. You're not going to win laying minus 125 or more. It's time to find another advantage opportunity, and this happens whenever you find something where you have the edge. Inevitably, eventually, the sports books are going to take it away, and you're going to have to find to, you're going to have to look somewhere else. Yeah, Patrick, they've gone to minus 115 at MGM and Caesars now in second half place. I, I mean, saw it's, that it's, on it's, sides. It's just ridiculous. I mean, to me, they, these guys should man up and say, listen, if you kick our ass six ways to Sunday, we reserve the right to throw you out. There should be a sign on every one of the sports books before they take a wager from you. <laughs> Death of teasers to start with Mr. Fezzik. Number two, the, miss, the myth, pardon me, of mislined games. Why don't we set this up? What do you mean by mislined games and why is it a myth? So... I, and I'd be the first to admit I've done this myself, where all the people are talking about a game, you're like, yeah, the total right now, I went under 59, and I make it 53, all right? So they're, they're basically saying they think it, it should be 53, but they don't really believe it, all right? Because it's, it's just good radio, and it's entertaining. But if it truly should be 53, and you're playing under 59, you should be betting like 15% of your bankroll on that play because or, or more because your edge would be so obscene well it never pans out in actual results and the best thing i can give is i think the vsin invitational i think they've recruited of the 16 people in that this year i would say 14 of them are very well qualified solid betters if not professional betters and their record year to date is just above 50 percent like 50.3 now, how can that be? How could they be sucking so bad? Because it's really, really difficult to beat numbers once they've been hammered into place against a book like Circa that takes big limits, which they do by Friday. So a whole lot of these people, you could say, you know, I'll use an example, a guy who's on the cutting block to finish last. Randy McVeigh is a very, very sharp better. Chuck Adele's right there as well, an extremely sharp better. Would I want to book his action on Monday? Absolutely not. 
All right, that's a guy that's going to do really well. But by Friday, if you told me, hey, these, he's on the phone, he's going to give you me his best bet, I'd be like, well, I'll, I'll get back to you after lunch. I don't care unless it's an information-breaking thing because it's so much more difficult to, bet, to, to win. However, against an opener on Sunday night, absolutely, I will not eat and I will get that information. It's just learning. Get at the openers. Get at the games of the year. Find ways to win against softer marketplaces. Love it. Love it. And let me just kind of piggyback. So misline games and the myth. And then you said also kind of to a company, we really need to clarify all these experts saying games are off by three, four, five points, et cetera. What do you mean by that? So I've got on my shirt. I don't know if the first listener to identify it, go ahead and put it on Twitter. I'll buy you dinner. So it says Whitman Price Haddad. There they are. Last season's winners basking in the Maui sun. Anyone, anyone got that movie reference? No, what is that? I don't know. It's the running man. That's Killian talking to you where they didn't actually, they weren't actually last season's winners, unfortunately, as Fireball. Um, Jim Brown, the stalker, disclosed. But what I'm saying is, is Richard Dawson, who's a great villain, comes out and he's just like, he's so entertaining and everyone loves him, but he's not speaking the truth. Games are not mislined by five points. This whole, it's not 1992, back when Doc's Big Ten Game of the Year would win 12 straight years. And there were games that were way, way off. But in today's day and age, if a game is way off, I assure you, it's going to get taken out and down if it's publicly available information. And uh, you're not going to see that great value stay on the board all the way through to Friday. Now, there's an exception to the rule. This does happen. My buddy Ken Thompson has given it to me before. He's got all these contacts in college basketball, and he's like, Fezzi, the top two leading scorers didn't even make the trip to Reno. Nobody knows about it. Okay, boy, if you got info like that, that's different. When you have something, information that's not available to the marketplace, absolutely you can find plays, but those are so few and far between that you will rarely ever see them. Well, let's keep going. You said it's not true when betting NFL sides. The best better in the world are not going to be able to get to 54%. Do you just want to keep going with that? Sure. So what's happening is that people will argue with me and they'll say, no, I've hit 55%. And what happens inevitably, yeah, you hit 55% because you're you're really good at this and you nail like Houston's playing and they're at Carolina. Poster child, all right? Carolina's a winless team off of a bye. It's the mother of all good spots. It's a good bet play. Plus three, it probably, it might be 53%, it might be 54%, but somebody got it plus three and a half. So there's your 60% type of bet that it doesn't mean it wins, but it's not going to hang out there for very long. And by Monday morning, by the time we're doing the show, people are like, why is Fez talking about plus three and a half? I, I'm having trouble finding plus three. Well, yeah, because it, it was such a good play. And you know what? In the year 1998, you'd be betting plus three and a half on Thursday. Now, if you sleep in and you miss breakfast, that three and a half is gone and it's never coming back. The, the margin for a sports betting winner is razor thin. And Fez, you mentioned in your notes that you're looking for marginal edges that only generally exist early in the week. You got to get them on them early. On sides, on props, there's still big edges to be had. Okay, let's discuss that coming back. Plenty of notes. I love the energy. Fezzik always prepared. The fastidious one, Steve Fezzik, joins us here live at the D. It's sharp money. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast 
NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, of course, the picks at a glance, easily sortable. You can follow host and guest, a guest today, professional handicapper Steve Fezzik. His picks, when we get them, and he sends them to us often, go up and you get them when you're a member. Top VEASAN experts leaderboard to see who's cashing, who to tail, who to fade, ROI. It's all there. Introductory offer, 19 bucks. VEASAN.com slash subscribe to check out the picks. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. Steve Fezzik, it's great to see our good friend, and professional handicapper Steve Fezzik back and feeling good. We are underway in Philly. Top of one, nothing, nothing with the snakes and Phillies. We'll keep you updated. Scherzer v. Javier coming up. 5.03 my time. You on the east, of course, 8.03. So we'll keep you updated with Major League Baseball uh, and the postseason. Steve Fezzik sent over just a ton of notes today. Just it, so much. He said during the break, I, hand, I I completely hijacked your show. No, no, no. This is exactly why we ask you to come in for an hour. There's so much knowledge from a professional handicapper that we can soak up. And we were talking about you're looking for marginal edges that often only exist early in the week. And Carolina coming off a bye in the NFL is an example. But we can also talk about Liberty coming up tomorrow night. And then Sam Houston State in college coming up on Wednesday night as, as well, Steve. Yeah, so Liberty tomorrow night sitting as a five-point favorite, and they're much better than Western Kentucky. And I want to caveat this. I can't name a college football player. I know nothing. And somehow I'm finding it so easy to find winners in the college football season on an epic run the last two weeks, and that's accolades to the people that I work with. But uh, they like Western – they like Liberty, but they're not going to lay five. They're going to lay three and a half. And at three and a half, let's say that that is indeed a 55% play. Well, the problem is they're probably going to win by exactly four points, maybe two and a half percent of the time. So you see where I'm going. So now Liberty minus three and a half is profitable. Liberty minus four and a half becomes like break even. Liberty minus five, even though it wins a little more than it loses after you pay the vig, becomes a loser. Um, I give out to my clients on the next night, Sam Houston State, minus three. Really like it. Think it's a solid 55 percent play. But it's not minus three anymore. And you can see the problem. Steve, can you just expand upon that a little bit for the average person that may not be as well versed when you're saying from the three and a half to five, you're talking about a percentage decline in the opportunity to be able to win is basically what you're coming down to. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that um, let's assume that uh, five and a half is the correct number on Liberty. Let's use that. Okay, so if I if I lay five and a half with Liberty, I go fit. If I bet it 100 times, I go 50 and 50. Right. But let's say I was able to get a, at a better number minus three and a half. Well, Liberty's going to win by exactly five, uh, maybe two times out of 100. They're going to win by exactly four, maybe three times out of 100. So if I play it 100 times minus five and a half, I go 50 and 50. I pay the vig and I lose. But if I lay three and a half, now I go 50 and 50, but then I capture two more wins and three more wins when they win by four or five, and I go 55 and 45, and suddenly I'm styling with a 5% return on investment, and you can see the difference. Beautiful. Why don't we use Sam Houston State on Wednesday to kind of further the example? Go for it. Yeah. So let's assume that Sam Houston State indeed should have been minus three and a half. Okay. so 50 percent of the time um, they cover 50 percent of the time they don't cover. No good laying three and a half. I'd still lean to Sam Houston State. But guess what? 
about, eh, bet it 100 times, maybe seven times in the college football game, it'll land right on three. So if I lay three, now I'm not going 50 and 50. I'm going like 50, 43, and seven. Take the ties out. Well, 50 and 43 is... 54%. So suddenly, again, I'm styling with a nice 3% ROI, provided I get the minus three. And so the, the lesson from all this, lots of math, warning, math, danger. But um, the, po the, the, the point is it's, it's very rarely right to play something, even I don't care, everyone's like all the, you talk to every sports book manager and they're like, all the sharp money has been on this side. Well, it doesn't do you any good if the sharp money was at a different number. Once the number is compromised, now you're not getting the number the pros are getting them all. That's a really good point there. Uh, well, let me ask you this. Is there kind of, depending on the sport, how much of a move you're willing to, say, kind of subject yourself to, whereas basketball compared to football? God, such a great question. So depending upon the sport, it absolutely matters, depending on the time of year. Yeah. So um, an extreme example, um, let's say Air Force, back when they were like a real slow down college basketball team, and they have assistant coaches that get promoted and he becomes the head coach at Montana or somewhere. And the odds makers open up a Montana total at 140. Well, maybe that total should have been 122, you know, that they just didn't adjust enough for the coaching change, et cetera. So there are games in college basketball if you told me all things being equal, Patrick, the opener in a college basketball game, opening night is 140, and it's now sitting 136, you have to bet over or under. I'd say, absolutely, I'll, I'll still go under 136 because the opening, it's so much harder to get that number right. However, same situation, now it's February, open 140 and it's 136. I'm like, if I have to bet that sucker, I am going over and fading the number. The we have been we we've been talking to Steve for close to a decade now, and that brain that you hear with his math, it just works differently. So, so for trying to keep up, trust me, I've been trying to keep up for a long time as well. It's just numbers work differently in his brain, and they just keep coming out. Why don't we give again for those that missed it the NFL example as well, where it's a slim margin. And Carolina off the bye, hosting Houston. Why don't you give that example? Yeah, so Carolina, uh, the current number is like 2.85. So it means it's like plus three lay a dollar twenty. All right. But there were three and a halves this morning. First short period of time. And if three is the correct number, I'm not saying that it is. Maybe it should be like two closer to two and a half. But if three is the correct number, if you bet plus three, you're gonna go forty-five wins. 45 losses and 10 ties. The NFL games land on the number at three more than college games. So you go 45, 45, and 10. You lose money because you have to pay the VIG. Not even close to profitable. But if you steal wins whenever that game lands on the number, now you, you're suddenly going 55 and 45, and you're hitting 55% in your world class in your betting. You know, even in the VEASAN Invitational, I mentioned, I, I cited the record, and playing all games, not even key numbers. A lot of these games, you know, are, are numbers that are almost impossible possible to hit like a total that's on a say a 46 but if you just give a half point extra to every contestant on all their plays all of a sudden all of their ties become wins and they pick up 18 more wins and some of their losses would become ties such that that 50.3 percent record would actually be i believe a profitable record if i add in the ties even though they're just basically hitting 50 percent year to date just getting an extra little slim extra half point <laughs> Yeah, I've got the math here. It's wild. It's wild to go through the. So that was Vison Invitational. Now a unique take: warm weather teams struggle in the first game in cooler subpar weather. And you've got a few examples. Um, shall we discuss the NFL examples, Steve? Yeah. So I had an epiphany. I this just 20 minutes ago because I discussed this, and and people were like, yeah, there wasn't any. Last time I checked, no one got carted off the um, the field with hypothermia. You know, it was like in the 50s. So the weather was fine. But you know what? If, you, if you're living in South Beach and the weather's phenomenal, the first cold weather game, marginal weather game, was playing in Philadelphia. And I do think it's, it's not so much how cold it is. How cold is it versus what I'm used to? So I'm a high-flying offense that's used to playing in 80, 85 degrees, and I have to play in 53 degrees in the link. And I think it affected Miami last night. I think it affected Vegas when they had to go to Chicago. And I think it affected Arizona when they went ahead and played at Seattle. So there's the three teams, the warm weather, good weather teams that had to play in weather that wasn't bad. But it was, a, you know, it was a little cool, and all three of them did not cover against the spread. And some will argue, well, Arizona should have covered. Well, Arizona was plus three in turnover. So there was a minor miracle that they were only down seven in the fourth quarter. A little bit of a phony final. Seattle dominated the game. You have kind of like a benchmark or a point of 
demarcation for what you would say weather-wise for those that type of scenario? I think 25 degrees or more differential versus what you're used to playing at home. So if you're used to playing in 60 degrees and you got to go to 30, sure, that's bad. But if, you, if you're used to playing in 85 and you got to go to 55, it sounds easy, but I think it just throws off the timing a little bit. Yes. As I like to do, and we'd like to do with Steve Fezzik, I want to get some takeaways from the week that was in the NFL. In the next segment, we'll jump into Monday Night Football and see if Steve has a play. Why don't we start with the end there? Last night, Miami-Philly, a 31-17 winner for the Eagles. Did you take anything particularly away that betters can implement moving forward with the Eagles and the Dolphins? You know, the Eagles are always going to be undervalued because it's first and nine every single possession. Because if they ever have fourth and one, they don't need to punt because it's an automatic first down you know I gotta ask you guys I don't know why this is the case I understand you have the threat at midfield on fourth and one that your quarterback could still throw the ball but when you get to the goal line fourth and one why is not every NFL team why would you put your quarterback out there why would you not have a fullback that um, basically a rugby player to advance the ball forward a yard and a half and two other big, strong rugby players that can bench or that can squat 600 pounds, pushing the guy that can squat the 600 pounds. You don't have to put your quarterback in harm's way. Why isn't everyone doing that, Amal? Because to be honest with you, I don't think these coaches are smart enough when it's fourth and one and you take a shotgun and you line up 15 (laughs) feet behind where the ball has got to go. It doesn't even make sense to begin with. You give the team a running start defensively an advantage. Do you knock Miami coming out of that game at all? Well, I have to downgrade them because um, pretty significantly because of the O-line cluster injuries that occurred. So for performance, half a point, probably another point for injury. Yeah. Beautiful. Steve Fezzik, that brain. You know what? I can tell he's feeling better because the brain is, is snappy. It's, it's quick. Like when we come back, I want to get a couple of takeaways again, week seven, see if we learned anything and we can implement moving forward. And then we'll get to tonight's game. Right now, San Francisco, seven. You got a total of 43 and a half at Minnesota. We're coming back with Fez. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, take a break here. Talk about Zen nicotine pouches. We're always debating who's number one, but Zen nicotine pouches are already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. You can find your Zen at your local convenience store or online at Zen.com. That's C-Y-N.com. As a warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We're back. Sharp Money. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher, right? Next to the boys, sandwiched in between professional handicapper Steve Fezzik is back feeling good. We've got Monday night coming up. We've got something DraftKings does really, really well. We'll get to that in just a second. Uh, but an update, boys, anything? We, I, I see we got a nerfy Snakes, Phillies, Amal, game six there at the bank. Yeah, uh, Kelly's able to get out of the first inning here. He had a little bit of trouble. Walk Bryce Harper, work, uh, walk Kyle Schwarber to lead off the game, but gets... Uh, out of it uh, in this inning with a uh, flyout pop-up and a strikeout. So no score through one. Okay. All right. Steve Fezzik, you, you, we were discussing it. I, I want to ask you uh, about Circa Millions, but before we do, um, you, you were discussing during the break something that DraftKings does just about as well or better than anybody in the market, and that's adjusted win totals. Right now, four and three bills over at DraftKings, nine and a half on their season win total over is minus 140. Yeah, and so this is something DraftKings does better than anybody in terms of putting up lots of product for you can w- to wager on. And I've been, I don't want to be like gloom and doom, you know, schlep rock with the black cloud over my head. Oh, it's so hard to win. Like, here's a great opportunity. Do your homework and each and every week evaluate whether you think a team is going to go over or under their season wins. As an example, DraftKings had a Jets season win number, I think last week, as low as six and a half. And I bet over. And I was like, you know, the Jets are going to go eight and nine. The Jets are, are a almost average team with an average record. And I would be very surprised if you did your homework and just focused on that market. Season wins week in, week out. Uh, I think you're going to do very well, especially if you can identify a team that is just going to evaluate talent going forward and no longer is going to prioritize winning versus a team like the Jets that's going to be all in all year long. Two teams I wanted to ask you about because just because of the quarterback situation, Dustin, I believe you have an update on Deshaun Watson who looks like he's getting an MRI. And then once you give that update, let's go to Fez and see what his uh, his Cleveland Browns 
um, what we think about them moving forward from a betting perspective. Go ahead, Dustin. Well, one, we're getting some lying from Kevin Stefanski. We played the clip earlier in the show where he said he pulled Deshaun Watson out because he was the franchise quarterback, didn't want to risk him getting hurt yesterday after the, sh- after the game, then also said that uh, he would evaluate Watson during the week, but kind of said that he would be the starter again this week. Now it turns out the reports are coming out that the Browns are waiting on an MRI on Deshaun Watson's shoulder, which just changes everything about the dynamics of this team. So I have a power rating for each team, and right now Cleveland I have as being one point better than an average team. That puts them the 11th best team, but that's a um, that's a Walker um, power rating. So, but now I'm thinking, does it is it going to really matter if Watson comes back and he's I mean played terribly before he got injured, you yeah. know, in the game against Indy. Maybe I upgrade them only a point. It's, the defense is awesome, and and Chubb is missing, and now you got compromised quarterback play. Um, probably look towards unders with the Browns. I don't see any other way you could, you could go, despite the point barrage last week. I like that call on the under. You've got a combination of ineptitude offensively and then defensively. These guys, even though they gave up points yesterday, Patrick, still an elite team. Quick update from the bank. Uh, Tommy Pham with a home run. Uh, I think it was uh, Jock Peterson who pitched it, but uh, one nothing right now, uh, Arizona. Okay, the Snakes jump on the board first there. They were a big price today in game six. Uh, okay, let's talk about the Giants because Dustin, who's a Giants fan, uh, Mr. Fezzik says, Daniel Jones, I'm done. Terod Taylor, I'm in. So let me get your differences as far as power rankings there with the Giants. And, of course, you've got the Jets, Giants coming up this weekend. Right now we're showing three. Uh, two and a half at a shop on the Jets. So I have the Giants, the second worst team in the NFL, five and a half points worse than an average team. And now if um, if I get Danny Dimes in, do I upgrade them? Now, obviously, he's got the better talent, but uh, the team chemistry sure looks better with the other guy. I don't think it would be much of an upgrade at all. You know, baseball, this is not a live betting show, but I'm curious. I would think the Phillies still be a modest favorite. Dustin right now minus maybe 122 or something yeah I would say the same thing I'll get you the number right now in game major league baseball with the Phillies with the snakes taking a one nothing lead do we think the Phillies are still your favorites here the number oh looks like it's two nothing right must be because you might be ahead of us yep nope we don't have that yet let's check it must be based on the about, price. Yeah, we, we have one Two nothing, nothing. Guriel, and I think you're about is. to see something. I think you're about to see something is what I'm saying. Uh, back to back. The D-backs at two nothing. The D-backs just went to 160. So, yes, my assumption is uh, it would have been right around even there, Fez. I think we can get Steve's thoughts on this. Look, I am the conspiracy theorist on the show. What we just witnessed and the TV's all being behind now is a great conspiracy from the sports books and cable providers to make sure we can't win live bets anymore, Steve. Yeah, as far as the transparency of all of it, you, I would recommend to everybody, be very careful, and I would only bet during TV timeouts because, let's face it, during a TV timeout, a lot of places you can you can shop and compare lines and the like, but the last thing you want to do is to be making a bet that you think is based upon a certain state of a game, especially football, and it's not first and 10, it's second and 13 because your quarterback has already been sacked and you like the over and you're unaware of that one play because you are a good I've been behind by 60 seconds with um, with some games that I'm watching now and um, it doesn't matter if I watch in high def, low def, you're just too far behind to be able to wager while the games are going on. Yeah, the earliest you're probably going to be direct TV is about 27 to 33 seconds depending on your feed, depending on I mean, it's the best is if you're on local TV on the antenna, that's that's your quickest one, but still everything is far behind. Well, I was going to say, if you're in Henderson, Nevada, and you can't find um, tinfoil, that's because Steve Fezzik has bought all of it for the antennas there at the <laughs> Fezzik household. Because you you used to you used to go straight to the antenna, didn't you, when you were live betting on a standalone game? I used to do just low definition. The low def was like like a mall said would be like 18 seconds, and the high def was like 35. And now now it's there. It's all a disaster. I've, I just I have given up. And you know what? It's so stressful. That is just easier, unless I've got somebody at the stadium. That makes that makes it a lot easier. Yep. Um, then then I'm just going to wait for the TV timeout and shop for the best number. But Patrick, I was at the Pac-12 championship game, I think last year or two years ago, whenever UCLA and Arizona played. And I got to tell you, the apps are very quick in terms of they, they must be contracted with the conferences because there's no way statistically could it update as quick as the scoreboard is. I mean, it's about a second and a half behind on a made free throw. 
Let's get to Steve's Monday Night Football thoughts here. And uh, San Francisco is a seven dollar ten at DraftKings, so we'll call it a solid seven and forty three and a half. Walk us through your thought process here, Steve, from Monday Night Football. Obviously, concerns about Justin Jefferson. He's worth, I would argue, a point and a half. If he was with some other team with more capable receivers, he'd be worth a full point. But he's such he's God, and and Minnesota's struggles on offense further I'm worried about Kirk Cousins and he doesn't do as well in prime time having said all that I did watch all of the Cleveland San Francisco game and that was just such a war and seeing you know their offensive linemen go down and then seeing C-Mac you know bleeding all over himself like he like he was a stalker that Big Ben Richards had like thrown against a wall and Debo being out there's just too many injuries for San Fran and two and back to back what's going to be a tough physical game here of the Vikings I think San Fran probably finds a way to win by, you know, four or six points. Um, I took the value and I took it in the Circa Millions. Wish me luck. Somehow, despite going 0-5 on a podcast last week, I'm 24-10 and 10 in, my, in a Circa Millions. Wow. Um, and if I win this game, I believe I'm going to be a game and a half out, but I need the Vikings plus seven. I love his play. Wait, so on the, game and a half out of first place? Yes, sir. Very nice. Good for you, Steve. Great job, man. Mike Mattisell once said it best, though, like when he's in a poker tournament. This is so hard. I'm run better than God. I'm winning all the Plinko games with that with that um, entry. And Mattisell said, ain't going to be easy to beat 5,000 people. You got to get like oh, millions and millions of chips. You got to run good. I, I'm actually surprised the Circa Millions contest first prize is a million dollars. And in Survivor, you can win nine million. Because the winning in the contest, the Circa Millions, to me, is so much more difficult. The be- I agree with you. But the beauty of the Survivor, here's why Survivor's so popular and let's face it people had a 15 percent overlay in millions they said nah i don't want the 15 percent. i'll just pay full full affair and, and play survivor and here's why how fun is survivor everyone that's still alive patrick is the chip leader every single yeah. one you're not four games out or three games right. out you're sure. the chip leader yeah it's just it's for dummies see anybody knows <laughs> anybody can play survivor it's for donks um 43 and a half on the total tonight. Do you have anything here, Fez? I will lean to the under just because I think it's it's such a hit um, to the Viking offense. And let's face it, um, the Vikings' performance against Badgent, we were poo-pooing that. It's like, well, the Bears had their backup quarterback. Well, I watched Badgent. He was so good against the Raiders. Not just the Raiders were bad, yes, but just the way he was so savvy, you know, pump faking when he was running down the field. He seemed very, very capable. So I'm going to upgrade the Viking defense more for that for their performance. Great performance against the Bears. Okay. Steve, it's great to see you. I'm glad you're feeling better. And if you missed any of the picks and you gave out plenty today, go to vsan.com slash subscribe to sign up. You can find Steve Fezzik. You said you've been on fire in college. Go ahead and, and, and peacock a little bit. What's going on with your college record? 14, 2 and 1 the last two weeks and accolades to all the college football experts that I work with. Sorry, guys. I'll do better in my NFL. <laughs> Pregame.com to go check out Steve Fezzik. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, you heard Fezzik talking about DraftKings right now. New customers bet $5, get $200 instantly in bonus bets. New customers, promo code SHARP. Remember, every day, no sweat, same game parlay. DraftKings, the crown is yours, and it could be the snakes. The big guy hoping the snakes pull it. Well, I don't know. He's complaining during the break. You never know which way he's going. He's complaining during the break, but he's got a million futures play on the Diamondbacks right now. 3 nothing runner on third. Two out, top of two. So plenty of baseball to go. But again, the Snakes boys jumping all over Nola and the Phillies to start. Yeah, missed opportunity here on a ground ball by, ground ball by Corbin Carroll, the first base. Bryce gets the out there. Could have made it 4 nothing potentially. Let's see if they can get this one in. Patrick, this feels like a big run. I know it's already 3 nothing, but a four spot in the second inning just feels like a tough number. I'm honestly kind of shocked to see this kind of outburst from Arizona to start on the road in that environment against Nola, who's been lights out so far in the postseason. Just kind of surprised. I thought they were left for dead, which is why I was like, ah, I'm going to hedge and it'll be over tonight and that'll be that. But looks like they're going to make me live for another day, potentially. Okay, well, maybe after the cardiologist, you live for longer than one more day today. Debatable. Um, <laughs> debatable. It's always you 50, see this. 50. Well, life is 50-50. Did you guys see the NFL is planning to reach out to the Falcons? Why? Well, because a lot of fantasy sports and I mean fantasy, whatever, but sports betters, they feel like they got screwed over yesterday because the Falcons didn't disclose Bijan Robinson's illness prior to the game. There were a lot of, I know on social media, big guy, you informed me this morning, there were a lot of rumors floating around about Bijan. And what was happening with him and why he wasn't being used. Yeah, everyone's watching the game and figuring out why it's a NFC South contest. It's a close game. And B. John Robinson isn't seeing the field in the first half. And you're getting a, a heavy dose of Corderell Patterson pounding the football. So uh, I think people were annoyed. I think especially prop bettors were annoyed. Anyone who went over on Bijan. Uh, and he doesn't see the field till the, later in the game. Apparently, the night before he had a migraine and it didn't go away during warm-ups, so they kept him on the sidelines, but at no point did they disclose it to anyone that he was dealing with this. All right, boys, Monday Night Football. Let's get to this, and I have a prop. I also do like Minnesota catching the seven. I, I'm sorry. It, again, two and four, and it's a Minnesota team. You're three and four, potentially, potentially win tonight, and you're in the wild card mix. You're probably not going to win that division. Detroit's most likely going to run away with it. Um, but it's a team in Minnesota that is competent, right? I mean, good fortune last year in one-score games and also off turnovers. But this year, they're a minus seven in the turnovers. So some of it may be fumble luck going the other way as far as the Vikings are concerned. And again, it's a defense that doesn't have a ton of talent, but Flores is a very good defensive coordinator. And here's what they do. And I think you saw it with Purdy. When Purdy doesn't have a clean pocket, I know that's every quarterback. They tend to perform less well. But against Cleveland, you saw it poke. And that is for a young quarterback like Purdy, his performance and his efficiency goes down big time when he's pressured. This is a Minnesota defense that likes to blitz more than anybody in the NFL. Now, they're just 15th in pressure rate. But I think without Trent Williams... And that kind of banged up offensive front there with the 49ers. You might see Flores in the Minnesota defense get to Purdy with that. That's an issue. And again, this is a San Francisco team that's less than 100%. You're not going to see Debo. Looks like McCaffrey is going to give it a go. Greenlaw is a 
question at linebacker. We talked about Trent Williams, uh, Dustin, and Amal. So, again, uh, you, the expectations, I'm right there with Fezzik, who just gave you Minnesota, you know, three, six-point win for San Francisco here. But there's no chance I'm going to lay a touchdown on the road. Give me Minnesota catching the seven tonight. I agree with you, Patrick. There's certain types of bets you look at and you go, you can only bet it one way. And to me, in terms of this game with the spread, it's only Minnesota or nothing. Uh, 49ers, if they're completely healthy, are they are they saying in essence they're laying nine, nine and a half, almost ten points on the road in Minnesota? You mentioned the Trent Williams ankle issue. He's doubtful. You also talked about Debo being out. I, Dustin, I just don't see it right now taking the uh, 49ers in this spot. Would you guys be surprised at all if Minnesota actually pulls out the outright win just based no, on where no. San Francisco is so banged up on a Monday night game? No, no chance. I, I, look, I'm being facetious when I say this. Dustin, you and I were talking, and it was after, you know, Detroit getting blown out. And seems like these teams that peak just when we jump on them and ride them, uh, you know, they hand a performance that's less than savory. So I said to you on the phone today, it's a 50-50 game. These games are 50-50. Prime time, at home, Minnesota, not a terrible football team. They're adequate. It's not 50-50. Obviously, the 49ers are probably somewhere in that 65 range, but it wouldn't shock you if the Vikings won outright. Well, every game's 50-50, and things have not gone Minnesota's way plenty of times this year, so that means it's going to even out if that's the case. Uh, seven's too much for me to get involved uh, on the Niners for a full game. This is just a lean for me. I have this weird feeling, because they're coming off an embarrassing loss to Cleveland, San Francisco, I kind of like them. I know it's over a key number, but three and a half in the first half, I would lay that. I would not lay the full touchdown in the game, because I don't know how things will go in the second half, but if you look back, 49ers have won the first half in nine of their last ten Monday games. They've won the first quarter in each of their last four games after a road loss. Uh, they're not great against the spread as a road favorite in a full game, just 9-10 and 10 since 2020. I would think about a motivated San Francisco squad after getting embarrassed a week ago against the Browns. They could come out and send a message in the first half and cover that 3.5. Okay. I do have a prop, and I know you do as yep. well, Dustin. Uh, and I talked about Minnesota being blitz heavy. Well, they blitz more than anybody in the National Football League. And when you think about blitzing, I think about the middle of the field right there near the linebackers being left open. And Purdy, his security blanket, Mr. Kittle, Brock Purdy to Kittle. Kittle leads the 49ers in catches versus the blitz this year. It's not going to be a surprise tonight when Minnesota goes blitz heavy. So I'll take George Kittle over on his passing yard prop of 48 and a half. I dig it. I dig it. You know, Minnesota allows the most receptions per game and fourth most yards to wide receivers in football. So I'm going to look at another prop as well through the passing game. Brandon Ayuk, his total set at 74 and a half. He's averaging 90.8 receiving yards per game uh, in one, two, three, four games. Five games without Debo Samuel a year ago. He averaged 5.2 receptions, 71.6 yards. He is going to be right around that number, if not better, against a bad Minnesota defense that allowed guys like, uh, let's see, Keenan Allen to go for 18 and 215 back in week three. Let an old Adam Thielen go for seven for 76. You had Devontae Smith going four for 131. And Evans and Godwin both had okay days against this defense. You can throw all over this Minnesota secondary and I think no Debo Samuel means more Brandon Ayuk will go over 74 and a half receiving yards hey hey all right so it's you and I dueling with the receiving well they both can guy. win <laughs> we both that's that's factual we both can win okay anything on the way out as far as the baseball boys we talked about it a little bit earlier all three of us felt like that total in a game seven was a bit elevated scherzer javier texas at houston game seven winner takes all nine on the total DraftKings is showing houston dollar 30 the comeback plus 110 on the rangers i think what's interesting is Look, Texas had the lead later in that game. That's when Garcia hit the grand slam to just blow it open and, and, and force us into a game seven last night. Momentum's a real thing in baseball. And Houston's had no momentum at home all season long. And it felt like that grand slam was a complete change of momentum in the series where now Texas was back in charge. And now they're heading to game seven with Max Scherzer, who this is why you traded for him. This is why you gave him a big prospect to the Mets to get him. He's there to win big games, whether or not he's the guy he used to be. Eh, I don't think he is. But can he be that guy for a couple innings today? Get them through and bridge it to the next guy? Absolutely. And I think there's a 
pucker factor when it comes to game sevens. <laughs> I think these guys might might be pressing a little bit in such a big spot. Nine's too many runs. Tend to agree with Dustin on this one, Patrick. We saw it in this Diamondbacks game. Third batter completed, and they came out to the mound to talk to Merrill Kelly. And in this game, I think Max Scherzer, if you see two runners on base, I think you're going to see a pitching coach visit, and I think it's going to be a scenario where, hey, guys, we're going to pull you after that third hitter if it's three consecutive base hits or something to that effect. Uh, this is going to be a conservative game in terms of uh, approach. I think it's going to be a little bit more small ball, so I tend to agree with Dustin. I think under the nine is a good play here. Okay, pucker factor in Houston tonight. You'd like there, you'd like there to be a pucker factor with Shorty Elizabeth there at the D, no? Trying to find her. We only got a minute left in the show. I want to make sure she sees I'm wearing a headset. I'm on a show right now. I'm kind of important in the building. Well, based on your flexing the last time you saw her, she hunted you down. So maybe on the way out, she hunts you down. I see you wore this, the black today, a little slimming. Well, and I, I've hit the gym like three times since I've seen her last. So I'm flexing right now. <laughs> Good job by the big guy. I want to thank Steve Fezzik. Fezzik's picks, if you missed them, also vcin.com slash subscribe to get added to the sheet every single day. So there it is, boys. Enjoy the football tonight in Minnesota. And right now, as we head out, Phillies have scored. So we've got bottom two. Phillies on the board. Snakes up three to one. Got a runner on second for the Phillies. We'll keep you updated and come back. We'll have a game seven winner by tomorrow here on Sharp Money. We'll see you then. Sharp Money, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.